listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. This week on the Vintage Radio Club, the Mercury Theater on the Air presents a story of a socialite who finds his relationship with his wife, Vivian, lackluster and goes in search of excitement. It's called The Affairs of Anatole. To listen, join our Patreon page at vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on March 15th, 1942, and it's called The Altar of Death. are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. A spell of fair weather may fool you into thinking that winter is through for this year. But don't you believe it? There is still cold weather ahead of us. So play safe and make sure you have a good supply of blue coal on hand. It's especially wise to make sure you get blue coal. Because blue coal is particularly prepared for home heating. There are many different qualities of coal, as you know. But when you order blue coal, you can be sure of getting the finest quality coal for your money. And that means real comfort plus economy. So get in touch with your neighborhood blue coal dealer tomorrow. Order your blue coal right away. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order is, in reality, Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The secret of hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. 
today's drama, Author of Death. See that travel folder now, Lamont. You want peace and quiet. Come to beautiful San Luis, the island paradise. <laughs> do those tom-toms bother you, Margaret? Well, they do funny things to my spine. Well, probably some native festival. Shall we go back to the hotel? No. Somehow I feel safer out here on the veranda. <laughs> you know, interesting thing about those islands. No matter how much modern civilization appears in the cities, back in the bush... Back in the jungle, the native reverts to type. Well, if you think you're making me feel any better, you're wrong. I thought we came to Port San Luis for a rest. Might as well try to get a rest in the subway station. Hold me. Hold me. place is oil. Hold me. Who's that? One of the guests. See, he's coming up on the veranda. Who's that for fire? Hold me. Oh, uh, Mr. Eustace. Eh? You called me. Who's there? Lamont Cranston, Mr. Eustace. Oh, yes. Couldn't see you very well in this half light. Ah. Hello, Sam. Hello, Mr. Eustace. You look rather worried. I am a bit. I say, look here. Do you see that native for fire there? around anywhere, Cranston? Only? Well, no, I haven't. Not since dinner. I don't quite understand all this. There's something mighty strange going on. I knew it, Lamont. The ceremonial was never listed on the travel folder. Yeah, quite right, Miss Lane. The village is deserted. Not a soul on the streets and every shop is boarded uptight. There's going to be trouble. I'd like to know about it. Yes, we all would. But the one old man who was crouching behind the door of his hut and all I could get out of him was one native word that he kept repeating over and over. Well, what was it, you it sounded something like Gilmet. Gilmet? It is a rare oh. word in Port San Luis, Miss Lane. Well, there you are. The word Gilmet, my friends, is not a word to be spoken lightly. No? Well, what does it mean, Oni? It is a native expression, Mr. Cranston, which means the night that eats men. The night that eats men? Is that why the natives are hiding behind locked doors? Uh, yes. It started, Mr. Eustace, some ten years ago with the disappearance of a Scots explorer and his wife named Macbeth. They vanished from this island and were never seen again. That was ten years ago, this very night. But, but these Macbeths could have just gone away of their own accord, couldn't they? As they could have, yes. But on the same night, Miss Lane, every year for ten years past, two people... A man and a woman have disappeared without a trace from Port St. That is why the natives call it Hizmet. The night that eats men. Now, oh, ridiculous native superstition. It does sound fantastic, only. And decidedly unpleasant. Look. Look. The great and terrible Kulomo is calling for the yearly sacrifice. What? He means that volcanic island off the shore there to the east of Sandler. Oh, yes. Why, smoke seems to be rising from its crater. But that volcano is extinct. Is the island inhabited? Yes. By the spirits. The evil spirits. The rulers of darkness. Now, now, look here, only I can understand these poor ignorant writers in the village going overboard on this superstition business. But you've had the advantage of an education. Surely you can't believe all this nonsense. In your land you have few superstitions. But here on San Luis it is different. I know. I have seen. Well, I do know a 
That's too close. If you can't get a native to go within three miles of that island. It is death to set foot on it. Oh, hey, what was that? Mulhaba. What did you say, Elmi? Lamonti's terrified. Oh, forgive me. Now, now look, Ole, look. If you're in trouble or danger, you forgive me. Please. Well, we'll be waiting outside here for you, Ole. Waiting outside. Oh, I know you are here somewhere. You have come for me. I am ready to die. You. You. Stand in the window. Come. Come. I am ready. Only the expression is like... Like death, Mr. Eustace. Oh, no, Lamont. Who? Who killed him? The native, I'd say. See the tiny poison dart stuck in his throat? Yes. That did the job. I only seemed to know this was coming. Listen. Weird flute music again. Came from somewhere outside. Can you see anything from that window, Margot? Lamont, there's a figure running down to the beach. Where? Look there in the moonlight. He's getting into a canoe. We've got to stop him. Come on. Out this door here. Heading out. Seems to be pulling away from shore rapidly. Can you recognize him? I'm afraid the moon isn't large enough for that. Wait. Whoever it is, he'll go around the island and land somewhere on the opposite shore. Why do you say that, Miss Lane? Well, there isn't another body of land anywhere around here that he could escape to. Except, except that volcanic island, Colomo. That's where he seems to be headed. You did. Where can I get a boat? The Mars. You're not going to follow us there. That's right. In spite of the legend that no one has ever returned from that island? Yes, Margot. How about it, Houston? The boat. I have a slow but sturdy fishing launch, Crimson. You may have it on one condition. Well, what's that? So let me come along. Glad to have you, Houston. I suppose you'll realize that this isn't going to be exactly a pleasure trip. I understand. Well, then, what are we waiting for? You too, Margot. Well, you didn't think I was going to stay here on San Luis alone, did you? Come on, let's go. Can you see him, Eustace? Live. They're dead on the trail. Good. Wish I'd thought to bring a gun with me. I have one on the boat, Clinton. It's off at the leather side pocket there. The flame can reach it for you. Oh, yes. Here it is, Lamont. Thanks. Eustace. Never get any more speed out of this boat. He's pulling away from the water. Oh, wide open now. I think he wasn't in really the I'll take that. There's an armor water just up ahead there that's thick with submerged reefs and rocks. The favorite underground of the sharks that infest these waters. Even the native fishermen avoid it. Do we have to go through that, Lamont? That man in the canoe's going around. We've got to, Margot. We're going to head him off. We'll be tempted fate if we try. It's our one chance to overtake him. I shall. I'll be slim when it's best. Well, what do you say, Margot? Shall we go after him or turn back? I know what your choice is, Lamont. And it's mine, too. Good. I knew you'd say that. You game, you sis? Oh, sir. It's a good thing I'm a bachelor. I'm going to risk a shot before he gets too far out of range. Don't miss. He might be a nasty customer with those poison dogs. Yeah. Well, here goes. Oh, not so good. Oh, what's happened to old dead-eyed Dick, Lamont? I don't know, Margo. Well, I won't miss this time. Not a question. Let us conserve our ammunition. What's left in the gun is all I have. Yes, and we don't know what we're liable to run into on that island. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Yeah. 
sir. Still in one piece, Eustace? Oh, sir. So Lord sped up the fast, but she's fairly sturdy. Oh, Lamont, I could swear I saw a big shark just licking his chops a moment ago. Take it easy, Eustace. We'll pick our way through this stretch of water. We've gained enough to afford it. All right, sir. Lamont, look. Those fires on the shore of the island. I see them before they seem to be moved. Your fires are natives holding torches, Margot. Yes, and some of these are coming out from the island shore in canoe. Well, the reception committee. All the Netflix. It's the fire ceremony. The death cross. So, the hunters become the prey. Well, let's turn back quickly, Lamont. Those canoes are filled with savages. You know what that means. I guess you're right, Eustace. Back it is. Yes, and let's see if we can get a little more speed out of this lawn. Okay. Eustace, they're coming at a side. Can't get any more out of this boat down. Uh-oh. Well, Eustace, we couldn't have picked a better time for the motor to go dead. It's an appropriate word at the moment. And the native's only about 50 yards away from that prey of yours, Lamont. Well, we still have a gun. I'll do it. Now, don't shoot that contention. Yes, enough bullets to do any good. With those blowguns and poison darts, they wouldn't have a chance. I guess you're right, you sister. Lamont. Yes, Margaret. Any ideas? Not a glimmer. Well, we've been in tight places before. Yes, but this one is a prize winner. Looks like we're in for it, Margot. Here they come. Just a moment, we'll continue with Act Two of Altar of Death. First, here's something that concerns your health, your comfort, and your pocketbook. All three. What is it? It's simply the advice to heat your home with blue coal. You see, blue coal is tailor-made for your home. That is to say, it's carefully sized and graded to fit the special requirements of your furnace. That's why it gives you even comfortable, dependable warmth throughout the house in every room. That's why it's also such a money saver. It burns so efficiently that you enjoy real economy with blue coal. When, on top of all this, your home is equipped with the new blue coal automatic heat regulator, then you certainly have a modern home heating combination that's mighty hard to beat. The blue coal heat regulator is easily and quickly installed. Quickly removed, too, in case you move. And it's easy to operate. You'll be amazed to discover the thousands of steps... Yes, literally thousands, this regulator will save you in the course of the season. Ask your neighborhood blue coal dealer to tell you all about it. He's listed under the words blue coal in the yellow section of your classified phone directory. Now, back to the shadow. I've ever seen. The native in the lead boat wants to talk, Lamont. Huh? You know, fight! What did he say? He's asking us to surrender without fighting. They evidently mean to take us to line. They could kill us in a minute if they wanted to. Still have a chance, this fight. Mr. Eustace is right, Lamont. We still have a chance. You! You know, fight! Okay. We won't fight. At least temporarily. I said you to chief. Must be the chief. I hope he likes it. Where's Mr. Eustace? 
He was right behind us a moment ago. He was hauled off in another direction, Mr. Oh, Lamont, you don't think that... Oh, no, no. Let's not cross bridges before we come to the hotel. Hold on! This is Steve Powell. Hey! Push in the back. It's probably a formal invitation. I bring prisoners. This. Good evening. I've been expecting it. But, but, but you're not surprised to see a white man here, eh? But we turn up everywhere, I suppose. We'll introduce ourselves later. Meanwhile, I imagine you're rather hungry after your little ocean voyage. You'll fix that immediately. Aluba! Now look, girl, we want. No it. trouble, no trouble at all. Aluba, Kauso, Congo! I told them to take your friend into the village to bring food. Why have you done all this? Why? <laughs> My subjects think you are man and wife. That is why your friend has been separated from you. You'll find the cookie a very peculiar people with many strange customers. They're idolaters, all of them. Worship a thing called Mulhava. Mulhava? Vampire. A rather savage deity that the native feel requires human sacrifice. Beastly cat, Mulhava. I don't think we're going to like it. Ah, well, maybe, maybe, dear. I'm on the very best of terms with the cruises. As a matter of fact, I shall go on ahead now and have the natives prepared for you. You're very kind. I'm happy to apply. Lamont. Yes, Mother. Did you see the initials on the silver belt buckle he was wearing? No, I didn't notice. They were capital M, A, C, capital B. Capital M, A, C, capital B. Yes. Didn't only tell us that the first two people to vanish from Fort San Luis were a Mr. McBaird and his wife? Yes, Margo. I'm afraid he did. <laughs> well, you don't seem to mind our little adventure, Mr. Eustace. Yes, I noticed that too, Margo. Well, we slide, Mr. Cranston. They stop at all after those to give you this. is enough to bring a dead man back to hell. You're very great, oh. Mr. Eustace. Now, uh, as you were saying while I was gone, Mr. Cranston, this man, uh, only I believe his name was, told you two people who disappeared from Port San Luis every year on this night. And shortly after telling you this, he was found murdered. Why do you put that in the form of a question? It's evident that you've been listening to every word we've said. I, Mr. Cranston. A bad habit of mine. Very bad. Only also mentioned a man named McVeigh. I see. Are you quite finished in the year? Why, yes, thank you. And now, if you could let us have some fuel for our no, boat, no, please. No, 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 no. You must accept my hospitality and stay the night. Or at least part of the night. The natives are well prepared for you. What's that? I use this gong to summon my servant. Then yet, they can come and have a scene. Oh, thank you, my dear. Uh, this is my wife. The natives took rather a fancy to her and made her a priest. We are both devout worshippers, as a matter of fact. Hey, what's going on here? Your friend only told you about the man and woman who disappear every year from Fort San Luis if he name is a Cranston. Yes. It is my pleasure to inform you, sir. That you and Miss Lee are the two who disappear this year. Aye, aye. The native in the canoe rather lured you on, I believe. He was the witch doctor of the Kulki tribe who went to Port San Luis to murder Oni because poor Oni knew too much. Oh, I see. You were behind that too. Aye. He had fallen away from the tribal laws. As for you, you see, a man and a woman must be killed in Mulhava's honor on this night. You met. 
as it is called on Fort San Luis. What is your part in all this, McBain? For ten years, I have engineered the disappearances of a man and a woman for the purpose of the Mool Harbor sacrifice. But why? Why? This volcanic island is some of the richest diamond territory in the world, Miss Lane. So that's it. Aye. I'm paid for my trouble in diamonds, which are worth more to me than to the savages since I can reach the American and European markets. You see, it's a perfect system. Not quite so perfect as it seems, though, you know. No? No. Because you've overlooked the fact that I have Mr. Eustace's revolver. Oh. Now, you take it to our boat and see the... Oh, yes, yes. And I forgot to tell you. What, Eustace? The gun is only loaded with blanks. You see, our members have given us two years that were actually loaded. You, you're in on this too. Of course, Miss. I happen to be Mr. McBain's contact with his market abroad. It was an excellent deception, don't you think? Your coming here was playing very carefully. Oh, Mama! Don't worry, Margo. The net is I will speak to them, my dear. Agato! Agato! It's not so boring so far, Granny! Bruno! Bruno! I have just told my subjects to take you to the temple of the altar of death on the rim of the volcano. There, after due ceremony, you will be cast into its bottomless pit in flames as a sacrifice to our idol, Mulhava. Oh, no, McBad, it's not going to be as big as all the other. Come on, look out! Come on! Mr. McBride, your native is killed. I couldn't deprive my people of their innocent little fun. No. I am saving you both for the fire sacrifice. Can he lock them off? Right now, Mother. Temple Dungeon seems to be out of lava for me. Will they come for us soon? Yes, me, Margo. I don't know how they run these things. Oh, the fire. Oh, no, Margo. You mustn't let that lunatic McBad enjoy himself over our feet. Oh, you're right. Is this it, Lamont? Looks like it, Margo. I don't see how it's possible to get out of Have they come? A little flying panel. There's a face peering in, Margo. It is I. This is McBad. This is McBad. I. I want to help you. As I try to help all the other poor souls who've fallen into my husband's power. Oh. Oh, I hate him. He's evil. You hate him? I. Will you help us escape? Oh, no. No. I want to, but they'd kill me if I did that. All I can do is to tell you that he's killed in my husband's armor. So what you can make out of it. Yes, Miss McGrath. The natives fear him. They think he's will have his attention. They fallen their knees before him. They even made me tell the priest just to keep up the pretense. But if they ever could discover that he uses them and their God for his own selfish ends, they turn on him. I understand you, Mr. McBear. And I think I see a chance. What do you mean, Margot? Margot, perhaps the shadow can find a way out. Mrs. McBear, there's nothing I can do unless you open that door. Oh, they kill me. You must, I tell you. If we're all to have a chance. If I open it... I warn you, I'm armed, and if you attempt to escape, I'll have to kill you in self-defense. I agree to those terms, Mr. McLeod. Very well. Just a moment. I'm going to make a break for it, Margo. I'll be looking out for you. I didn't want to know. You feel it, Lee? Nothing. Nothing. It's a nervous. Mr. Kenton. Mr. Kenton. Well, it's gone, Mr. McLeod. Gone? 
Oh, no. I'll be killed for this. I'll be... That coming. That coming. I'll help you, Mrs. McBear. I'll do my best to help you. Here comes my husband. Well, Miss Lane, Mr. Wisconsin, where is he? Ah, oh, my dear. This is some of your gentle work. Oh, she couldn't help it. He escaped. She couldn't have stopped. What is it, McBear? Ransom is gone. Oh, we have done for. But I can not take just the woman. No, they will not. They insist on a man, too. But I think we can work out with that American thing. Don't you, you think? Of your mason, We have Miss Lane, have we not? Professional man. You forget me. We have you. Oh, Joke, you would do a thing like that. Oh, you need this too much. I need the Nickens more. Bull Hammer! Toro! Toro! Stop it, man! No, please! No, please! I can't take him! The Emerson will make him a sacrifice to the mighty Bull Hammer! Oh, Bull Hammer, we bring this man and woman before your awful presence. Send us good fortune and plentiful food and the shining stones buried in the earth. Apply the torch to the man. Now, take his soul to Mulhava and cast him into the crater of Kulumo, the flaming sacrifice. Mulhava, now, McMahon, now, have mercy, have mercy. Mulhava, Mulhava, receive this offering. Now the woman, the woman, light the human torch. Hold on, Drumlo. Stop that man. Stop it, I say. Oh, I hear the voice. No, McBad, you would set yourself up as a king. Come and tell me, Andrew. Your evil reign is at an end, McBad. Magato, Mulhava, speak. You, priest of Mulhava, you understand me. Let there be no more human sacrifices. Siva, Siva. No more sacrifice. Release that woman and set her free. Free the man who came to this island with her. And send them both from Kulomo in safety. Yes, Mulhava. We do as you say. We obey Mulhava. Aloha! Mulhava has spoken. No! No, you will not do as he says. If those who get back to Port San Luis alive, they'll come for me and take me away. Mulhava has spoken. We obey. Aloha! You do as I say. I'm ruler here. No, he's this man. Send the prisoners back to Port San Luis. And let there never be a human sacrifice at Kulumo again. We will. We do the will of Mulhava. You listen to me, ignorant havoc dog. There's no such thing as Mulhava. That's just a lump of painted clay. I'm Mulhava. I built that fool idol. It's me you'll obey. Do you hear me? You, you will not obey him. You will do as I have said. Yes, you will I'll show you that the idol's made of clay. I'll show you who's more powerful. What's this? <laughs> There. There, it's cracked and broken, your idol, Mulhava. I guess that'll quiet your almighty highness. Well, so don't stand there staring at me. Mulhava, you die. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. It was only a joke. A joke. A billion other idols. Another one. They don't come no closer to me now. You die. Back. Get back, I say. You I got a gun die. here. Stop or I'll shoot. Stop. And as they say in the travelogue pictures, there, fading into the setting sun, we take our last look at the beautiful and uh, terrible and terrible island of Port San Luis and Kulumo. <laughs> and it was pretty terrible, Lamont. 
I'll never believe another travel folder. Keep them quiet, huh? Well, you can believe them from now on, Margot. The government is going to civilize and educate those natives. And as for McBain, well, I can't help thinking that he got a sort of poetic justice. How do you mean? His own death came in the form of a sacrifice to the clay idol that he had created as a weapon to hold over the heads of the natives. The god he created destroyed him. In just a moment, we'll bring you a special feature of America at War. But first, we present John Barclay, Blue Coal's home heating expert, Mr. Barclay. Thank you, Ken Roberts, and good afternoon, friends. At this time of year, with rapidly changing temperatures, it's very important to know how to bank your fire properly to ensure the utmost comfort. Now, there's no magic about banking your fire, but there is a right way and a wrong way of doing it. For example, many people still cling to the old-fashioned practice of banking the fire with ashes. Of course, this is wrong. It only smothers the fire. And it often causes clinkers. On the other hand, if you bank the fire correctly, you'll not only save fuel, but you'll get quick heat in the morning as soon as you open the draft. Now, if by any chance you're not quite sure of the right method of banking the fire, or if you have any other questions on the operation of your furnace, take my advice. Call your neighborhood blue coal dealer and tell him your trouble. He'll be only too glad to send his John Barclay service man to help you. This man is a graduate of our training school. He'll show you how to bank the fire properly. And he can give you many other hints on how to run your furnace so you'll get more and better heat and save fuel besides. This is an exclusive blue coal dealer service. Thank you. The Shadow Program is based on a story copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. We bring you now a dramatic episode that might happen to you. Hello, Ed. How are you? What's new? Hiya, Mac. What are you so happy about? Boy, I'm having a good time these days, Ed. Making good money and spending it, too. Yeah, listen, fella. This country's at war. No time to throw your dough around. Oh, come on. Don't be a sourpuss. What do you want me to do with my money? Buy the fence bonds and stamps. And listen, buy them regularly. Every payday. Right. Friends, now is no time for extravagance. Now is the time to put your money to work for your country. Buy the fence bonds and stamps regularly every payday. Urge your friends to buy. Talk it up among your fellow employees. Many firms already are represented 100%. For example, every single employee of the DM&W Coal Company, producers of blue coal, has subscribed to buy defense bonds regularly. Let's show the access that for nations as well as for men, the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. And be sure to phone your neighborhood blue coal dealer for greater heating comfort at less cost. Remember, keep the home fires burning with blue coal. This story was produced by the DM&W Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. 
Welcome back. I'm not sure why we so-called civilized people need to meddle with other cultures that we see as beneath us. Because all it shows who really are the civilized people. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.